Hello and welcome to the Promo Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and this is the first ever episode on this channel. We're an educational company dedicated to providing you insights and relevant lessons that are designed to inspire you. Hey, maybe you'll be inspired to run in the other direction, or maybe you'll be inspired to create magic of your own based on the knowledge and wisdom that I'm gonna share that come from my 20-year career in the promotional advertising industry. This inaugural podcast, or blog if you're reading it, is part of a series of blogs that I will be writing on the mentors that played a role in shaping who I am today. I plan on highlighting seminal moments, experiences, and observations, all of which have impacted the way in which I conduct myself or conduct business. Today's episode is part one of a multi-part series, and it's called How It All Began. Although I've had plenty of mentors in my life prior to becoming an adult, I'm going to start this particular series with the first boss I ever had in my first ever corporate nine-to-five job. His name is Stan Gallen, and he was the owner of an uber-successful promotional advertising supplier company headquartered just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, named Debco. The first time I ever met Stan Gallen was in an interview in December of the year 2000. At the time, I was an aspiring musician who was making money as a waiter and manager at a local steakhouse restaurant, in spite of the fact that I'd been a vegetarian for nine years. More irony to follow. I ended up at the interview because my ex-wife and I were looking to buy our first home. And without a stable income, that was going to be impossible. So off I went to a headhunter who ran some tests and determined that I'd be a great customer service rep. The headhunter lined up three interviews for me. One was with Heinz Canada, another with Volvo Canada, and a third with a company named Debco that I'd never heard of. If I recall correctly, Debco was my last interview. When I entered the building, the Debco building that is, I could tell that this was a different type of firm. I saw a guy walking around in a tank top and slippers in the middle of December. I later discovered that this was Stan's brother, one of the other owners of the company. I also saw another distinguished gentleman with long hair. That was Stan Gallen. I had long hair too, so I thought his long hair was pretty darn cool. Upon sitting down in the interview room, it became apparent to me that my skills were less important than my attitude. Stan had a way of asking questions that cut to the heart of who a person truly is, and I respected that. He also told me all the reasons I would hate the job, which was fascinating and honest. He used to use that tactic with customers too, and we'll get into that in future editions of this series. Speaking of honesty, I wasn't exactly the paragon of honesty during the interview, because I knew full well that my goal was to make it as a musician and quit the corporate job as soon as I got a record contract. More on that later. But the interview went well, and I had developed a healthy respect for both Stan and the department manager that co-hosted the interview. Lo and behold, I was offered the job at Debco, and at Heinz, and at Volvo. If it were truly my intention to develop a corporate career, I might have chosen to work at Heinz or Volvo. But I knew I'd be leaving Debco soon, and Debco seemed the most interesting and exciting at the time. So I said yes to Debco, 
but not before asking them to raise the base salary by 33%. When I informed the headhunter of my decision, I knew she wanted to kill me. This dude with no corporate experience outside of a restaurant was asking for a raise of 33% before he even started the job. But I knew my value even then as someone who was bilingual and whose services were going to benefit the company. In the end, Debco agreed to my salary request and I started working in January of 2001. The headhunter also brought in her whole family for dinner at the steakhouse before I left that steakhouse just so that her husband could meet me. She couldn't believe that I negotiated such a bump in my starting package with such little experience. Well, the very first thing I noticed about Stan when I formally began the new job was his level of care. He would routinely bring in little snacks for all the staff in our department and drop off people's favorite chocolate bars at their desks. I used to sit between two customer service veterans, one of whom loved Kit Kat bars. Stan would routinely walk by and deposit a Kit Kat on one of the desks because it was a meaningful gesture and demonstrated that not only did he care, but he listened and understood people's tendencies and preferences. This was one of the first lessons I learned from a man that would soon become my mentor for the next 19 years. Tune into my next post from this series to understand what the Kit Kat ended up representing in my corporate career. 